This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, brought to you by Profits Plus Solutions. Increasing your profits plus building your business for the future. We are Profits Plus. You can find us at ProfitsPlus.org. This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, the profitable business network. Now, the host of Small Business Conversations, principal of Profits Plus Solutions. Here is Tom Shea. Good evening and welcome everybody. Thanks for making time on your schedule to sit down and listen to us as we have another version of Small Business Conversations. This is the program for March of 2020. This is a long-standing tradition that we have had going back ooh, more than a decade where we are fortunate to get to meet some fantastic people who are experts in some form of um, area that is of value to each of us in our small businesses. A guest is always kind to say, sure, I had nothing to do on a Thursday night. I'll take and uh, sit by the phone and, and talk to you and discuss business. And tonight is, um, is, is no exception. So let me explain uh, all the necessaries. For those who will be listening to this as a recording or through some of the other purposes, tonight's Small Business Conversations is being recorded, as it always is. It will be on the Prop.org website in two formats. The first is an MP3 file, so if you have uh, one of those old-style iPods still hanging around, or you simply have an Android or an iPhone, you can take and pull it down and listen to it totally at your convenience. It will be recorded and it will be sitting on the ProfitsPlus.org website where you can click on the link and download it. You simply from the front page of our website look for the link that says Small Conversations. There's a little pull-out menu and it says something to the effect of index of programs and this will be the top one. Uh, this will be on the website perhaps later tonight. Uh, our IT person, well, no, we don't call him IT person. We call him information stud. Uh, that's Bruce Giroux, and Bruce lives in Orlando, Florida, and from his office down there, he will be taking this raw material, doing the necessaries to it, putting it all together, having us a program, and uh, it will be there. It will also be available uh, in a whole lot of podcast services. Let's see. It will be available on Anchor. Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Apple HomePod. So while I can't say the words because it has each of, each of these things sitting in the eyesight of me, um, you know, A-L-E-X-A, you know that name, okay, when you say hey, or if you say hey, S-I-R-I, okay, well, again, I you don't want to hear mine in the office here playing over it, but they're both there. Uh, you can ask them to say, play for me, small business conversations, and you will get it, and the same goes for Google Chrome. Uh, during the course of the evening, we will watch um, Facebook. So for those who have a question during the program, if something of our conversation stimulates a, a comment, we will take and have that, that you can uh, come in and uh, question. And we'll also be watching the um, uh, what are we looking at? Female system. So if you send an email to editor at Profits Plus or Tom Shea at ProfitsPlus.org, we'll grab that question and, and ask it of tonight's guest. Okay, let's see. We got all that covered. Good. So um, here's the essence of where we're going with tonight's program. There's an organization out there, referred to by its initials, SBDC. It's the Small Business Center. This is a nationwide organization, uh, found it a bunch of years ago, found them to be a phenomenal bunch of people. They are uh, there by way of uh, by the Small Business Administration, 
and they are a collection of some of the knowledgeable people in all kinds of things with the common thread to all being they work with small businesses. They work with us. Uh, one of the neat parts about working with them is uh, the majority of their things are free. Okay, good price. We like that. And uh, they're all all across the United States. So in looking to uh, find a help for your business, it's simply a matter of going out, looking at their website, finding these people, and calling and making an appointment. So tonight on our program, um, we're scheduled to have two people with us. At the moment, we have one of the two. We're not sure um, what has happened. But uh, our one guest was also to be uh, a gentleman by the name of T. Rowe. And T. Rowe is the president and the CEO of America's SBDC. And our tradition is that in March, we ask SBDC to uh, be our guest on the program so that we can hopefully have a whole lot more of you find out that there's this wonderful service out there to help you with your business. And I, I like promoting them a lot because I, my experience in my travels is I see far too many people out there who are selling their services for what are exorbitant fees to talk to you, uh, to hopefully help you. And I go, I think there's a lot of people who are overpriced, and I think there's a lot of people out there who don't quite have the ability to do things that um, they want to tell you they can do. So with that being said, we look at uh, SBDC. Uh, real quickly, let me throw a little piece of music that uh, came in, suggested to us by our one of our guests for tonight. Between a boy and man She was 17 And she was far from in between It was summertime In northern Michigan I'm going to ask our guest tonight uh, Joining us The head of the Iowa SBDC Our guest tonight Is Lisa Shimcat Lisa, you are there with us Yes, thank you very much I appreciate the opportunity well, thank you that you would make time for this because uh, you're not in Iowa right now, are you? I am not. I am actually in the sunny state of Florida. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, so that's not your office. You, you, you work someplace else. That is true. Well, but uh, nowadays, as long as you have a laptop or a Surface, you're able to pretty much work from anywhere. So that kind of gives you a little bit of advantage. And and I have observed people who work for SBD uh, in areas where it is an extremely long drive to get to people who uh, will take and connect them. I watched a CPA who is a part of the SBDC. Okay, before I get lost in too many initials here. CPA, Certified Public Accountant, who is a part of SBDC, Small Business Development Centers, who remoted into a computer system to help them properly install and understand how to make components of software talk to each other with one of these being QuickBooks. Um, although Am I correct? You you do uh, a lot of on-site visits with people for uh, for your work, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. You have some folks that would rather meet in person, even if it's just for that first initial meeting. And then after that, maybe they want to get it to move a little more quickly. There's a lot of online tools that we utilize, so we can be more responsive to them. So uh, doing my research, let me explain to people some of what I know, and I'll ask you to help fill in the details. So you have this organization, America's SBDC, Small Business Development Centers, which, is, which comes to us from the SBA, okay, Small Business Federation, perhaps the time mm-hmm. that most of us have heard of SBA, has been when you have had a, 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 
a situation where you are borrowing money for your business and you'll say it's going to be an SBA loan. Okay, same SBA, different department. Yes. So um, here's let me explain to you what I, I read for America's SBDC. And when I say America, I'm reading it as a upper level, the whole program. America's SP, SBDC supports a well-established, respected, adequately, adequately funded, and capable SBDC network recognized by public and private sector entities as the preeminent provider of small to medium business counseling, education, and information. The SBDC network provides uniform, high-quality, cost-effective assistance through its members, resulting in a positive long-term economic impact. So now, let's see. Lisa, am I correct? There is an SBDC office in each of the 50 states. Absolutely. And actually, there's 62 if we look at it that way. Uh, California has multiple ones, as does Texas. We also have an SBDC office in Puerto Rico, Guam, the Virgin Islands. So there is a lot of coverage out there, and there's going to be an SBDC near you. There's also one in Puerto Rico? Yes. Am I correct? Absolutely. And I saw one on Facebook today. I like to think I found about all of them and, and follow them. Uh, I saw an SBDC Belize. Yes, we did a lot of partnerships in working across borders so that we can look at different government situations and try to work with different countries to help them get a system set up to help their small businesses succeed. Because that's what the true intent of what we're trying to do is help businesses succeed and create wealth. Also, as we have these 62, uh, and, and since you had one of them, and, and you're in what's like most of the states, it's you have a state office at your level. What what do we call that office for Iowa? We call it As, the Are you center. like headquarters or? <laughs> you know, um, say that I again. Every every state may have a different uh, lingo surrounding it. We call it the lead center. Lead center. Then, okay. Yes, and then we have in Iowa we have fifteen outreach centers. And in order to get an outreach center out there, what we do is we partner with a local community college or another university. And then they help with some of the overhead costs to keep that regional director and keep those services strong. They also are able to utilize the depth of resources that each of those host institutions have. So then it becomes a very strong intertwined educational and counseling service that we're able to provide. So at your level, you are also at uh, a university. I am. Uh, is that correct? Ours is, yes. Ours is located at Iowa State University. Okay. Uh, go Cyclones. <laughs> Excellent job. Yes. Go is that Cyclones. Correct? <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Yes. <laughs> and a majority of the SBDCs nationwide are located with an educational or the land-grant institution of that state. Now, there's also a handful of them that are located with the Department of Commerce within a state. As you can kind of see, between a university or Department of Commerce, there's a very heavy economic development focus because that is what the SBDCs are doing, providing those free services to help, whether it's a new business or an existing business, figure out what some of their next steps should be. So now let me read a second item for people to hear. What's the mission statement of the SBDC? And this, again, is at the level of America's SBDC. They are there to represent the collective interest of our members, that would be the 62, by promoting, informing, supporting, and continuously improving the Small Business Development Center network which itself delivers nationwide educational assistance to strengthen small and medium business management, thereby contributing to the growth of local, state, and national economies. Uh, 
you guys have some pretty impressive statistics of what all you have done. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, very, uh, phenomenal stuff that happens because you're there. Yes. And, you know, one of the things that I want to make sure I point out, too, we, are, we only count the data that a client signs off on as saying, absolutely, this was due to the SBDC. And so, so many times we're already working with the next client that we, we're probably leaving so many numbers on the table. So the numbers that you're seeing, you know, job growth, the national average at 1.5%, but the average SBDC client is at 17.7%. So it's just phenomenal things that just by reaching out and building that network of resources, a business can really thrive or take advantage of some of the success information that's available. And here's another statistic I found today that it's like very impressive. So while Lisa's statistic was job growth, I looked and found the one that dealt with growth of sales. The national average sales growth has been 5.6%. However, for small businesses that work with the SBDC, instead of 5.6, the answer is an 18% business growth. 18%. It's amazing. Um, yeah, because you guys have some wonderful people out there who can take and help. Um, so here's what I want to uh, share with. Uh, I did some research. Um, I have a friend. She uh, um, has met you. She is a small business. Well, she's a multiple small business owner. Uh, the uniqueness, one of her small businesses is that in her area, she also owns the trade magazine for her industry and she okay. is a really brilliant person so uh, we made the announcement you were going to be on the program and I wrote back and I said well she came very highly speaking of you said um, Lisa came very highly recommended by another state director and you were telling me that she used to speak at some event so how was she and this mm -hmm. is what my friend says I really liked her. One of the things that she said, and this, listen to everybody to this one. This is so important. One of the things that Lisa said was their office is one that you, as a business owner, should make a point to have a relationship with from the very beginning. Okay, so for those of you who've been in business for a year, the beginning is today. Well, actually, it's Friday morning because Lisa's not there today. <laughs> Whether or not you think that you need something, you need to have a relationship with the SBDC. Then, when you do need something, you have the relationship in place to get the resources that you will need to get done whatever it is that you need to do for your business. She went further to say, I think that they are a tool that every small business owner should have in their toolbox. Uh, and then she's speaking to me, she says, uh, this is definitely a topic that you could write about for my magazine. Maybe you could use what you learned from talking to Lisa tonight to write an article for me. Okay, we'll see. So now pressure's on for both of us. <laughs> it it is, that. it is. <laughs> um, uh, her name is, uh, perhaps you, I don't know if she got to meet you in, one-on-one. -on -one. Her name is uh, Heidi Kaisan. Okay. And she's in Conrad, Conrad, Iowa. Mm -hmm. And she owns a shop for the, for quilting stuff, and she owns a magazine called the American Quilt Retailer. And I will say that is one of the most fantastic magazines that I have found out there because somehow or another, Heidi finds these wonderful experts in the area of small business who also know how to write. Uh, I might say present company, but um, she gets these wonderful people. As a matter of fact, I would say in the last year, we've had three or four of her writers 
as guest on Small Business Conversations because she finds them somewhere. Our, our guest for next month is going to be another one of her, the people who've written for her. Uh, she's a person I listen to. Uh, she is a a kindred. She's a kindred soul, I will say, of Heidi because she gets it and she understands that business has got to be more than a passion for a person with regard to the services or products they offer. It's mm-hmm. got to be passion about being a profitable business person, uh, to which I add my favorite quote comes from uh, Andy Warhol. And I'm mm-hmm. knocking into a small quote of which he said, the most beautiful form of art is a well on business. I just wow. think that's cool. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, Quick station break, folks. We'll be back in just a few seconds and tell you who we're visiting with tonight and where we're going. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network from Profits Plus. So we have the program in March with someone from SBDC because next week, Wednesday, I think I've got it right, Wednesday is March 18th, is... SBDC day, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. No party, no food being sent to us or anything. It's just a day of recognition. Uh, I like to do it. And my example was speaking to an organization last week in Orlando. Everyone in the audience was a small business owner related somewhere, somehow to the um, – pet industry mm-hmm. and as I will frequently do I ask the question so how many of you have heard of the SBDC and the number of hands going up were few and I find that yeah. frequently I go it's just it's it's a hidden gem out there uh, it is. we talk about it being the best kept secret and that's part of what we're trying to do on March 18th uh, you know the dollars that we get from the federal side and then we also many of us get money on the state side as well whether it's through private investment or through the state legislature but we want to be very mindful of the tax dollars so we use that in counseling we don't use it for marketing so March 18th is a way for us to do a little bit of a shout out to maybe get the word out there to say hey here's a great service it's free and it can help you at every stage of your business that they can I, I my experience has been that um, SBDC are some wonderful people I have spoken I think with every one of your counterparts in the United States all I think I've hit about all 62 of you mm-hmm. um, knowledgeable people sizable staff um, not to say that they're sitting there doing nothing and waiting for you it, you do have to call and make appointments and and get in with them uh, but the organization is celebrating their 40th year uh, this year yes. and I look folks when you see um, the information like Lisa has shared with us that much of a success rate no matter where you are why wouldn't you take well, make an appointment to meet somebody and talk with them I mean I've seen businesses with all kinds of challenges um, the first one that stuck in my mind over the last bunch and bunch of years have been a couple of people who've come up and said I've been good. I've been successful. Uh, I've been blessed that I have paid off every dollar my business owns. And uh, I'm at the point where I'm worried that I'm going to lose it. And then Mm -hmm. I've met the people on the other end who are just about to lose it and go, is there a way I can salvage this? And going, you know, here's SBDC. It's like um, you don't wait until you're sick to make a connection with a doctor or a dentist. Absolutely. You do preventive maintenance. You meet someone, visit with them every so often. You talk to them. Um, so, yeah, there's all kinds of things. So let's talk about things, Lisa. Tell me, um, Absolutely. Tell me things that, examples, what all type of work 
do you do for someone in a small business? You know, I just got done being a judge at a pitch competition on a campus there in Iowa. And one of the questions that I asked those students coming up with these amazing ideas, by the way, and I asked them, as you're getting this business going, what's your exit plan? And they looked at me and said, what do you mean an exit plan? And that right there is kind of a great segue. We have so many businesses out there that don't have an exit plan. It's, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to think about. And what we try to tell people is the day you open business, you should also have your exit plan worked out or at least thought about. Get that conversation going. Because we, we've seen statistics out there that uh, two-thirds of businesses don't have an exit strategy. Without an exit strategy, we're seeing a lot of our smaller or rural communities suffering if something happens to that business owner. And that's where we really want to keep those rural communities vibrant as well as keep that business moving forward. I have met one National Trade Association, uh, known them for years, and got a phone call from them. And it's the only one I've found so far in the United States that starting with their president, very, very intelligent person, mm-hmm. has said, if we don't get involved and help our members, because what we are finding are our members are individuals who um, they're boomers, mm-hmm. and they are getting to the point they want to be uh, out, they want to take and uh, retire, they want to sell their business, Mm-hmm. And they're saying, we realize that what we need to be doing is helping them get out of the business, whether it's someone else who's the next generation in the family, whether mm-hmm. it's selling to employees, whether it is uh, selling to an outsider, but helping them transition. And you think, well, well it's also from a selfish reason. If they don't help us help somebody transition out of the business. We may lose a business in that town, the association member, and you know, now where are we? You know, we're we're hurting. We're behind we're behind the eight ball. And and Lisa is is correct. We we need to know if we know where the shall we say in a visual picture here, um we know where the front door is, how we get into the business. We need to know where the back door is. Absolutely. When it comes time to leave, how are we going to do it? And in, in, in a way that is a win-win. So many times we, uh, we see a lot of business owners that look at it, and, and it, it feels as though if you're talking about your exit from the business, it, it, the business is a part of you. It is a part of who you are. It is part of your family. And so it feels like you're giving up that part. But it doesn't have to be that way. And that's what we're trying to do is maximize the value of that business, not only in the transition, but hopefully also for the continuity side of it moving forward. It, it makes it a little a bit person, more fun uh, for, getting out there. Well, uh, a person who has been on our program Twice, I think he was on our program this year. Uh, great book out there. I'm always liking to like the idea of suggesting books for people to read. Um, my sarcastic comment, not as pretty as Andy Warhol's, is uh, the average business owner does not read business books, and I think that's why they're average. Mm-hmm. This person is Henry Hutchison, who wrote a book called. Uh, Dirty Little Secrets of Family Business, and it talks about, so when you want to get out, how do you get out? How do you transition? What, however it is that you sell, and you know, also importance is, how do you do it so that you get the most out of it? Let's not be handing mm-hmm. all this money over in taxes. How, how do you set yourself up to do this properly? Um, and there are people out there. So we, we look at that next generation, those millennials. Um, statistics I find from SBDC uh, are, are quite impressive as to what it is that you know where millennials want to be. Sixty-two mm-hmm. percent of all millennials say, "Yeah, they'd like to have a business." Half millennials say that they think they want to do a business in the next couple of years. And the statistics I found went on and on about 
you know, here's a next generation that wants to be in business. And you go, you know, I understand the hardness. Uh, I remember in, in selling my business, the challenge of selling it years ago, but it's like you want to leave on your terms mm-hmm. and you got to realize just like in my case, I'm the fourth generation. I wanted to make changes away from what the third generation did. Uh, I better take and do things preparing my business as it went from third to fourth and I want to change things. Whoever's going to have the business behind me, same thing. They're going to want to put their effects to it, their touch to it, their whatever it is to make it their business. And just as much as that was important to us, it's going to be important to them. We are at the uh, bottom of the hour. It's the time where we take and uh, let our guests have a, a sip of water, rest for a quick second. So in doing that, um, we, we find a, some kind of little song that we can play for them, and we let the guest pick out what the song is, and we will ask Lisa in a moment, okay, tell us what this song is about. Well, it's been a long time, glad to see your face. I knew we'd meet again another time, another place. Can't believe it's been so many years. You better grab a chair and a couple of beers. Looking good in your three-piece suit, you know I always knew you'd take the business route. You were always the one to follow the light, and you look like you're doing all right, yeah. Been singing for my rent, been singing for my supper, I'm above the below and below the upper. I'm stuck in the middle where money gets tight, but I guess I'm doing all right. But we have the hunger, we kept a lot of friends, skipped a lot of class, been on top of the world and knocked on her. We lost us, we lost in love, we lost our minds when things got tough. But beating time is a losing fight, and I guess I'm doing all right. So our guest tonight is Lisa Shimkat. She is the doctor for the state of Iowa, for America's SBDC. And let's see, we played a song to start the show called All Summer Long, and then we played uh, uh, I'm All Right. Uh, was it Jody Messina? Why did we songs? Yep. I, you know, I have to say I, I love Jody Messina's song. Uh, I look at it because we all take different paths in life. And you can't compare yourself to each other, but we can support each other as you move through life on these different paths. No one path is right for everyone. And it's similar when we're looking at businesses, too. We have to support each other. We have to shop small, support those local businesses so that everybody grows. And I guess that's how I kind of related it to life at the same time. I I just really like the message. So when I make suggestions to people, here's books, don't go out and buy it on Amazon. Find a local bookstore. Uh, mm-hmm. Bookstore, dog ear books, great place to go in, comfortable place to enjoy shopping for a book. And uh, when they didn't have it on hand, absolutely get it for you right quick. Appreciate businesses that are like that. Lisa, there's something I see often on Facebook. I follow a lot of businesses on Facebook, a lot of small businesses, um, and I, I follow a lot of associations. I am um, stunned, now that might be the word, stunned, as I see how many times the conversation turns to, a bus- to their business, their members, drowning because of regulations and changing laws and uh, things that come, come into effect because people 
don't understand, when I say people, I'm talking about the public and lawmakers, not mm-hmm. understanding what it costs for a small business to exist. So when people go, and we'll take a simple one like minimum wage. When people go, yeah, raise it up $5 an hour, you go, wow, you know, mm-hmm. you're really changing something here. There's a, a lot of things, and, and that's just one. Uh, I noticed the people right now in the hearth patio barbecue industry are just being inundated by chain you can't use this you can't use that this isn't allowed uh automotive people are are challenged by the issue of when a service center goes to fix your car items that remain proprietary to the manufacturer of the car that your local service garage guy isn't allowed to fix and it's like expecting you to take that vehicle only back to the dealership not where you bought it if you bought a used car not necessarily where you bought it but it's like so you got a chevrolet no to have this it's got to go to the chevrolet dealer you know does this come into play with what y'all are doing because i I hear drowning yes yes and it's not isolated in one industry, sadly. There are a multitude of industries that we're seeing. In fact, just recently, just in the conversations I've had in the last two weeks, we've seen it in the food industry with some of the additional FISMA, the Food Modernization um, Safety Act. We have small food processors that now have additional regulations for monitoring. It's adding additional steps. Well, when you have somebody that maybe has five to 10 employees, and now this one thing is going to cost them an extra $30,000 in an industry where the margins are tight. They're, they're talking about, well, do, what do I do? I want to make sure that I'm still providing a livelihood for these 10 people, the employees. Another uh, industry we're seeing, a, a, another one, is the craft brewers. There is a sunset coming on okay. one of the regulations out there on the federal side. And so one of the things, how does the SBDC help with this? What we do is we look at, all right, are we interpreting the regulations correctly? So we start reaching out to multiple states, multiple folks within that industry to see how are you addressing it? How could we help these businesses, whether it's with training, to help get those employees maybe some training that they need to be compliant? Another thing we do is also help them put it into words so they can work with legislators, the people writing those rules or rewriting, in some cases, some of those rules, if it's on a state level or federal level. And the small business committees, both at the state level and federal level across the nation, have been great in really trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing Is this a hindrance or a help? Because here's what our intent is. So we're really trying to look at what's your intent. Let's get you in front of the folks that are actually doing this on a daily basis so you can hear it straight from them so that it's a little bit better, a little bit more in sync with what it needs to be. Have we been able to master all of it yet? No, but it's being able to look at our network of 62 SBDCs nationwide, and look at all the folks that we work with, whether it's on FISMA regulations or the craft brewers. All of a sudden now, instead of an individual business saying, help, I'm drowning, what am I going to do? Now we have hundreds or thousands of businesses with the same message, and that is able to help us bend the ear of the people that need to hear it. How about this one? Um, this is in, shall we say, your wheelhouse. Uh, I think a lot of small business owners, I know we get a lot of them, uh, are these people who are contacting with us, contacting us and wanting to sell to us um, what I would expect is somewhat of a needed service, but I'm just not so sure just how much of the service is really needed. And that deals with, let me protect um your system, cybersecurity. Does that come into play for SBDC? Absolutely. Cybersecurity is actually one of the things that we're working right now on a federal level as well to try to get some consistency out there. We're seeing a large gap in companies that are willing to work with our small businesses. Now, remember, a small business is a typically, I'm going to use just a general rule here, but 
a business that has less than 500 employees. And holy cow, that just opens up the door for how many thousands and thousands of businesses out there. So when it comes to cybersecurity, we're trying to at least shake the brain a little bit and get them to think about, hey, ABC123 is not a good password. Your last name followed by the last four of your social not a good password. So we're starting at the simplistic level and working all the way up to what do we do and, and how do we protect our, ourselves from ransomware? How do we take steps to make sure that our data is protected and our clients' data is protected? So those are just some of the things that the small business development centers will work with clients on, whether it's through workshops, one-to-one -one counseling, or even helping them get a standardized form just starting with the basics. How are you going to protect your employees' data? How are you going to do this? And just get those conversations started. So are you, do I understand this, are you helping to vet the companies that would provide a small business with the service? More so what we're doing is helping out folks with here's Here's where we're going to start. We have many states that have a cybersecurity booklet for small business so that you can get the ABCs of how do I even start protecting myself. You know, you see, see and hear so many different things out there, whether it's the ransomware, whether it's, um, oh, I just got hacked. Now what do I do? Is my data safe? Is it not? So starting from square one and then working with somebody to make sure, okay, do you have the correct protocols in? Now, when somebody comes and says, hey, is this a reputable company? That's where we're going to rely more so on some of the additional trade organizations or the Better Business Bureau. We're going to also arm our clients with what are the questions I should be asking someone? How can I vet that cybersecurity expert to make sure that I'm asking the right questions and that they're providing the right service that I need? Okay. Well, uh, we will have this program again next month, different guests. Uh, let's take a quick break. Let me uh, see if I can find our guest next program to talk to us a quick second here. There's an old expression, the job is always easier if you have the right tools. Well, we read an article. It's called Your Digital Marketing Toolbox, and that got us to thinking, well, what goes in the toolbox? And as always, we try to find someone who's an expert, and a new guest on our Small Business Conversations is Summer Sharon. Summer, are you there tonight with us? I'm here. So you wrote this awesome article that was easy to understand, great to take notes from, good action points, and you were kind to respond to our call and say that you'll join us for next month's program. If you would please take a moment and tell tonight's audience what are we going to talk about next month. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about um, all kinds of things digital marketing, including Facebook, uh, social media in general, and um, really anything that's relevant for a small business owner to know and utilize in their business to take their digital marketing to the next step. So there is something really to digital marketing. This, this isn't just a because it's in part certain aspects are free that you ought to just throw something out there because everybody else is doing it. There's, there's a plan. There's a logic behind all of this. Absolutely, um, and it you know really depends on your business for one. But um, you know there's a lot of innovative things that you can do with digital marketing. It's changing constantly, and you know I keep my my finger on the pulse of that and help small business owners do the same. So when we get together on Thursday night next month, Summer Sharon will be joining us. And we're going to talk about all these wonderful tools that are out there. And as she explains, it's a moving target and how you can make this be a part of your business. As always, send in your questions to us. We'll make sure that during the program, Summer has the opportunity to answer the questions for you. So Summer, thank you for joining us. We look forward to having you with us next month. Thank you. I look forward to it as well. So while we talk to Lisa Shimkat, who is the director of the Iowa SBDC, um, Lisa, I think the 
800-pound gorilla in the room uh, that many people are looking at and as we record this and have been in the, I'd say, the last 10 days. Uh, I don't want to make comments about it particularly because then the people start going off on the end of it. But the short is, with what's going on across the world right now, there is a challenge that every kind of small business is facing as to if it hasn't already affected you, it's going to affect you, and, and that is with this coronavirus issue. Uh, I'm thinking of people in Seattle that I, I follow a business improvement district up there, and I'm seeing they and many business reporting the streets of Seattle are like a ghost town, and I'm thinking, wow. You know, what are people doing that uh, you're not shopping anywhere? They're not doing things that, you know, even simple as they're not letting the pest control guy come to their house to take and spray their home for pests as they normally would because of something like that. They're not getting in the cars, so they're not putting mileage on their car, and they're not going to gas stations, and they're not needing oil changes and and things like that. They're not going to get their car washed, and it just just seems to be dominoing and... uh, so saw another one this afternoon. Here's here's a convention that starts on Sunday. It's been canceled, and as of today, you know we've seen things of the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, uh, the NCAA are are shutting down all kinds of things. And I'm going uh, where I was going to after our conversation night was going to watch a basketball tournament being played in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm thinking all those businesses around that arena that were looking for people to come in have something to eat, something to drink, bites from them, enjoy the city of Nashville. And tonight, it's all dark. Um, right. So if all of a sudden I'm going, oh, my gosh, the sky's falling here. Uh, talk to me about someone tomorrow making a call to SBDC and going, help, I'm worried, what do I do? Absolutely. And the first thing I want to say is don't panic. We need to make sure that we're also getting the information from the sources that are credible, number one. But definitely get into your small business development center because there are things you can do. It's the COVID-19 will affect your business in some way. Uh, can we say exactly how? It could be from employees staying homesick or vendors unable to fill orders or customers staying away. So just like with any other business interruption that a small business owner has faced in the past, how did you overcome it? The businesses that are able to pivot, we need to make sure that we're helping those businesses pivot and as consumers that we are making a conscious effort to reach out to the small businesses around. Let's say, as you mentioned, the, um, the bug guy having the bug guys still come and spray your house. Uh, there are still services you can utilize because there are ways to keep yourself safe for some of those things. Now, what about a retailer? You know, we've had people say, I don't know if I want to go out shopping. Well, maybe look in, at that retailer's Facebook page. Or if you are the retailer, do you have a Facebook page? Are you able to sell through it? Uh, is your website up to date? Doing some of those things to help position so we can look at – even for this time period, to just do business a little differently. Will it still be an interruption? Absolutely. But there are things we can do to hopefully minimize that impact. And also, I want to do a challenge out there for everyone listening. Make sure you're still supporting those small businesses because this is going to be a tough time. It's going to be a tough time for everyone. But we will get through to the other side, and that's what we really need to focus on is, all right, how am I going to pivot? Here's a problem. Let's look for those solutions. But remember, you don't have to look for that solution alone. That's what the small business development centers are there for, and they are able to help kind of talk through and help you figure out what are some of the things that you are able to do to pivot your business to hopefully minimize that impact. Now, I, th- I think of I spoke today with a friend who owns a travel agency, and he was telling me how many folders were sitting on his desk, of which that is, I've got to be canceling reservations for them. And he mentioned a hospital to me. And he said, I have a person who was going to take a cruise. A little short 
three-day cruise, and this person is a RN, registered nurse, mm-hmm. and that she canceled it because the hospital said to anybody, if you take a, a cruise, if you do anything that you leave the United States, um, and it's, it's, it's your planned vacation time, when you come back to the United States, you will this and this was before any of the announcements were made earlier today they'll take and you will self quarantine yourself for two weeks and no we will not pay you a dime mm-hmm. okay you're just laid off of work for two weeks and as I heard that and he, he says gosh you know how much some of these specialty nurses are making at that hospital I mean that's some serious money and this one said I know I'm gonna you know eat a biggest chunk of that ticket but I can't afford to be an, an extra two weeks away from it. When I hear right. that one, and then I think about people who are listening tonight who are small business owners and going, so if you're experiencing you know, a sales drop here um, and you've got this tremendous loyalty and love for your employees, and you're thinking, I can't do that. If my sales are dropping, it's like I need to lay someone off. I, I can't do that, but I don't have money showing up in the checking account to do it. Um, you know, that's a situation where I, I would think a person could take and call the SBA and say, you know, how do I get through this? Because if I dump my employee to the curb, they can't pay their bills. Uh, right. I would They're think if I were a business owner today, yeah. don't I want to take and call you, come in, make an appointment, and this may be a situation where you've got to help me to walk myself through um, a loan package with the bank to say, hey, help me keep afloat while this is happening. And and don't see that as someone's embarrassing. You know, you will see without fail. I'm, I fully expect this. You're going to see airlines and you're going to see cruise ships and other similar things. They're going to be knocking on the door of the federal government saying, Help us, bail us out here, loan us money. And if you think that's not true, go back and look at when 9-11 happened and how, many, how much money did the federal government throw at these organizations to keep them afloat. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's a situation of where you are not in control. There's nothing you can do to control what's happening right now. Right. You need to talk to someone, a person at SBDC, and say, Help me through this. Help me think through this logically. Help me to understand what decisions do I need to be making right now. Because when we, wherever the other side is, whether it's the end of April or whatever time it may be, I want a business that is in a position to recover from this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there was one magic answer, I would share it with you right now. But there's not one answer. There's going to be probably a thousand different answers. Because as with any business, the answer is it depends. It depends on that business. It depends on where their market is, where their sales are, who their repeat customers are. It also depends on how is this going to affect buying habits? How is this going to affect, you know, uh, transportation patterns. So some of the things that a business can do now, aside from reaching out to the SBDC, is also going through, uh, I know that the ASBDC is working on putting a website together. Most states have a website already or their local SBDC has a link on their site that they can start looking for some of the checklists or some of the things to be watching out for. But also start talking with your vendors. What are they running up against? What are some things that they are seeing on the horizon that you can help prepare from that? Start talking to some of your customers. Hey, do you want to do an order now instead of waiting until the end of the week? Should we start another order for you here? There's a lot of things that you can be a little bit proactive on, but remember, it's, we don't have a definite for the end. We don't have a definite for at what point this is going to affect businesses and to what extent. So reaching out and surround yourself with the resources that can help focus on the facts for you. They can help you focus on what you need to do and take each step with deliverance and make sure it's a step in the right direction. So uh, we hope in our 
hour that we've had together tonight that we have helped people to see, A, there's an organization out there that's willing to help you. Um, so if I remember correctly, last year from T explaining this, sometimes, and, and it will vary from state to state, if I heard it correctly, um, so if you're in Iowa where Lisa is, there may be a webinar and there's a cost to the webinar, right? Sometimes yeah. you have that. There's a price for a webinar, and yeah. that yeah. gets to be as much – how much? Um, it, it just depends. Uh, a lot of the things that we're putting out right now on the current events happening uh, are all going to be free, at least for now. So uh, – we're trying to utilize our resources as best we can as well. Typically, when there is a fee, it's usually to cover expenses we need to pay for a speaker coming in or to create some of the uh, workshop documents for customers out there. Okay. But, and it, webinars go as high as, what, 25 bucks? Is that a ballpark number? Typically. Yep, that absolutely is. Absolutely. Okay. So very reasonable. And then sometimes... Okay. Sometimes an SBD will have a uh, a workshop, half day or a full day workshop. Again, this is things that are selected by your local state, or as Lisa called them, a, a lead center. And I've seen prices for SBDC programs like this that have been fifty dollars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I say that and thinking, my gosh, that is so incredibly low. Uh, someone I met somewhere, and it was, uh, if you want to talk to our expert, here's their website. Go to their website, click here, and lo and behold, down click here, so you can talk to this expert. And when you do, you go to this box, and you in a credit card and you say, okay, well, how long do you think you want to talk to this conversation? Like Lisa and I are having like, oh, hello, how are you? This person is $8.34 a minute to talk to them. Okay, folks, oh do the math real quick. $8.34 a minute. That person wants $500 an hour to talk to you on the telephone. Really? 500 an hour to talk to you on the telephone? They think they're that great of an expert? I go, no, come on. So here's my last question of the evening. I'm a business owner. I want to talk to uh, SBDC. How do I find you? You, you can find us through the association, the ASBDC website, Association of Small Business Development Centers, or you can also Google SBDC followed by the name of your state. And then the local SBDC information will pop up there. Um, once again, though, our national website is Americas with an S, and then followed by sbdc.org. Go to that website, and you can find the state that you're in and find your local small business development center, and they will be ready and willing to help you at no cost. So you make a call. You, you are, am I correct remembering, you are applying to have someone assigned to your, your business, your case, and uh, as you interview with them, they are going to help you to find the right individual to help you. Depends upon what your what your issue is, what you see, and it's not always problems. It's a case of you are in a business and you say, you know, in my community, so and so died. They closed down their business. I see a wonderful opportunity here. Help me think through this. Absolutely. It can go in all kinds of directions. Um, so you start by contacting your SBDC, and uh, you know there is a, a state office, but you, then you look at it. There are over, you know, just do the math, folks. There's over 1,000 local SBDC centers around the United States. Yep. Think how much that is. That says on average, 
there's more than 20 SBDC local centers in in a state. You're going to find someone really close to you that you will get to see. You may find that you're going to have an SBDC counselor assigned to work with you that this person already knows who you are because they may already be your customer. You just may not know where they work. Absolutely. So with that being said, it's time to go home on this Thursday night for March 12, 2020. This has been Small Business Conversations brought to you each month by Profits Plus Solutions. Join us on the web, ProfitsPlus.org. Go look for America's SBDC. Very simple, americassbdc.org, and you can get all kinds of information. Our special thanks tonight to the state director from Iowa, vacationing in Florida at the moment, but the state director for Iowa, her name is Lisa Shimcat. And Lisa, thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. We appreciate you could be here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it being able to share about what we do. They're awesome, folks. Let me tell you, trust me on this one. Contact your SBDC. Reach out. Get yourself a person who can take and help your business, whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a problem you want to solve, or just as Lisa had spoken to this group that my friend Heidi was a part of some time ago, if it's simply just a I need to have somebody, so when the time comes, I want to know who you are. Make that connection today. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. We'll see you next month. It has been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests next month right here on Small Business Conversations from Profits Plus Solutions. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Visit our website to learn more about us at ProfitsPlus.org. There, you will find our catalog of small business conversations, articles and advisories, news, meeting planners, calculators, and resources. Also, we invite you to connect with Profits Plus Solutions on our various social media channels. Please like or connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, SlideShare, Twitter, and YouTube. We have links to all our social media channels on our homepage at ProfitsPlus.org. Thank you for joining us.